Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast. This is Matt Fabian. It is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Today we're talking about how the old buy-the-dip playbook is dated and dangerous. Economic uncertainty continues to affect financial markets, as it rightfully should, since in the long run, stock prices follow trends in economic growth. Investors are wondering how high interest rates might rise, whether they will be a deep recession or if we're already in one, when inflation might begin to recede, and if unemployment will tick up, to name a few. Unfortunately, Speculation on these issues and how the Fed might react is widespread and has put the market on edge, resulting in sizable swings in both directions. These market rallies and pullbacks have been driven by alternating hopes and fears around the Fed taking its foot off the brake pedal. So far, to no avail. Over the last few decades, many investors have been conditioned that that buying the dip pays and that impulse is still here, old habits die hard, causing large counter-trend rallies. However, this playbook is proved proving to be dated and dangerous in this new regime of high macroeconomic uncertainty, financial market volatility, inflation, and interest rates. Where do market expectations stand today, and how can investors avoid playing the guessing game driving the markets? Posted in the show notes is a chart with the economic update showing that the economy and inflation are expected to decelerate over the next over the next year, broken out into several quarters moving forward into Q4, Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4 of next year. We see economic growth decelerating, as well as CPI or inflation decelerating along with it. On top of that, we have projected interest rates showing that interest rates are expected to rise over the next 12 months. The most significant recent event that is that the Fed raised the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points for the fourth time in a row. It's important to remember that the Fed's policy rate was zero as recently as March due to the pandemic. The central bank has now raised rates six times in as many meetings this year, one of the fastest paces on record. Other central banks have followed the Fed's lead, including the Bank of England, which immediately raised its own key policy rate by 75 basis points as well. The market now expects the Fed to raise rates by at least 50 basis points in December, ending the year with a Fed Fund's target range of 4.25% to 4.5% in line with the Fed's September projections. The market also expects the Fed to raise rates through the first half of 2023 to reach a target rate above 5%. With inflation still much higher than the Fed funds rate, core CPI, PCE, and PPI are at 6.6%, 5.1%, and 7.2%, respectively. 
Some wonder why the Fed would slow down at all. This is where Fed Chair Powell attempted to shift the conversation at the latest press conference. Rather than focus only on the path of rate hikes, he suggested that it's more important to consider what the terminal rate is and how long it might stay at those levels. The next chart posted in the show notes show how global central bank policies are increasing interest rates uh, across the globe. We have the Fed and the Fed funds rate, the Bank of England, as well as the ECB, showing that it is not just the Federal Reserve tightening interest rates, uh, raising interest rates to combat inflation. We have major global central banks doing the same thing at an equally rapid pace. What makes it hard for the market to anticipate the path of rates is that there is only one good point of comparison regarding Fed rate hikes driven by inflation, the late 70s and early 1980s under Fed Chair Paul Volcker. The similarity between that period and today are that they were initially driven by external shocks such as high energy prices. However, unlike the stagflationary Volcker era, Many parts of the economy today are robust, and the unemployment rate is still quite low. So there is understandably a great deal of speculation as to how today's inflationary pressures might affect the economy and markets. To make the issue murkier, the latest jobs numbers for October were stronger than expected. The economy added 261,000 jobs over the month, exceeding forecasts of 193,000. The prior month's payroll figure was also revised up from 263,000 to 315,000. The unemployment rate did rise slightly to 3.7% from 3.5%, but wages also improved at a faster than expected pace of 0.4% month over month. Overall, the labor market continues to be resilient to Fed rate hikes despite the central bank's best attempts to combat inflation. The next chart in the show notes shows the S&P 500 sector returns year to date, and it is showing how rising rates have been having differing effects across these sectors. The main sectors in the S&P 500 are communication services, consumer discretionary, technology, real estate, materials, financials, industrials, healthcare, consumer staples, utilities, and energy. All except for the energy sector are showing negative price returns over the year-to-date period, with the worst being communication services, and the most positive is the energy sector, with a year-to-date return of 66%. If rates are having any impact, it's likely occurring in an industry-by-industry basis. Clearly, rate-sensitive sectors such as real estate are struggling and are likely already in recession. The housing market has experienced a notable slowdown across permits, housing starts, construction, activity, and sales prices. The prices of housing-related commodities such as lumber have plummeted since March. The same is true for tech stocks, spread across the information technology sector, communication services, and consumer discretionary sectors, 
of the S&P 500. In theory, tech stocks are sensitive to interest rates because their stock prices reflect future growth. The more rates change or go up, the more they affect the present value of future cash flows, the old school discounted cash flow model. The tech sector is also where the majority of layoff announcements have been concentrated. In contrast, the energy sector has held, has held on to year-to-date gains due to higher commodity prices. In this uncertain environment, how should long-term investors interpret the latest Fed speak and market reaction? The Fed continues to be between a rock and a hard place as it attempts to calm inflation while avoiding a recession. If inflation begins to subside in the next several months, then rate pressures may also ease, reducing the strain on rate-sensitive sectors and the overall market. However, this is dangerous territory as investors have gotten ahead of themselves at several points throughout the year, and inflation projections have also been under-reported or underestimated throughout the entire year. Unfortunately, the nature of inflation data is that they are only released monthly at best, and Fed meetings occur only once every six weeks. While investors can speculate in the meantime, it's better to remain patient as economic events play out and the narrative evolves. Focusing too much on each data release or trying to guess every market reaction is impossible and typically counterproductive. So what is the bottom line? The old playbook is proving to be dated and dangerous, and how investors react in these challenging times will significantly impact their financial situation. It is precisely in times like these when having a well-constructed wealth and investment strategy is paramount to increasing the odds of achieving long-term plans. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wealth Effect Podcast. Hope you're all doing well out there and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at fabianwm.com or call us at 925-322-2450.